Welcome to the Fearless Launching Show. I'm your host, Anne Samoylov. Today, I'm talking to a powerful lady, Denise Duffield-Thomas. She's best known for her work over at LuckyBitch.com. And if you haven't heard about her, well, you're going to learn everything you need to know and so much more. So jump into our conversation because we, we talk about some really heavy topics, especially ones around money. I know, I know, money is a hot button for us entrepreneurs because money can mean so many different things. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I will see you on the inside and we'll wrap it up at the end. So Denise, honestly, I think I wanted you on the show today because I believe that one of the biggest reasons people join Fearless Launching (laughs) is because they are actually afraid of what happens when they do something well. And most mm. people, um, you know, the, I've listened to some of your audio classes, the money blocks, manifesting money over, um, overnight or in 24 hours. Um, yeah. I've listened to those actually multiple times and I, I, I always am left with, oh my goodness, this is, this is so relevant to the people who are trying to launch, who are worried that they're missing something. It's actually, this money piece that I think, um, I, I mean, I find in a lot of the people who, who join the program. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. I mean, as soon as you're in business, you're going to hit against your money blocks. Yeah. I mean, I mean, certainly fear, there's lots of different fears, but I do think the money blocks, uh, is one of them. And it's certainly been one of mine, um, going out onto my own after feeling like I was in a little bit of a cushy spot with working with Laura Roeder. But mm-hmm. when you leave, you know, there's like, you, you've got to make the money. And, mm-hmm. um, so, so I, I've definitely, I feel like a little bit of, um, a lurker on your site because I have listened to the money blocks thing over and over again, because I know what those are for myself. And yeah. so now because of that, I have practices that I do anytime that I'm like, wait a second, what's really going on here? And so I go through the practice of, uh, the practices that you, that you share in that audio, which I, I'd highly recommend anybody listen to. But before we go into any of this, let me just, let me just ask you where, what are you, what are you up to these days? I mean, I know there's a lot, I feel like if people know who you are, they can, or they don't know who you are you pretty much lay it all out on your site, um, where you, where you started some of the big transformations that you've gone through. And I'm curious, you've got a lot going on right now. And I'm wondering where, where are you right now in your business? Oh, I'm loving talking about this at the moment, actually really streamlining, you know, I think like a lot of entrepreneurs, you know, I've had that shiny object syndrome for a couple of years And I can honestly say the last year I haven't had that. I've been very, very focused on how can I simplify my business? How can I batch things? Um, You know, how can I make this a very lean operation in a lot of ways? Mm -hmm. And, you know, so that's where I'm at. I haven't created anything new really for about two years now. Um, The biggest thing I've been creating is uh, is my blog posts. I've been doing video, video posts every week. And I batch those, you know, so I'm making my business very easy and simple. And the other thing I've done is really looked at my zone of genius, as talked about in um, The Big Leap by Gay Hendricks. And I went, okay, what can I do in my business? If I've only got a very small amount of time to work on my business and have a big impact, 
what is that thing that only I can do? And it's doing interviews, mm-hmm. you know, so we're really focused at the moment in, in my business of who can we interview with? Who can I reach out to? Because everything else can be done by someone else, but I'm the only person who can sit, sit in this chair and, and talk about my stuff, you know? Um, and so the last, I think September and October, we did maybe 10 podcast interviews. When I say we, I mean, you know, me and the company, but, and we've already got maybe eight scheduled for December and that doesn't happen by accident. You know, that's my, that's me and my assistant going, okay, who else can we speak to? Who else can we speak to? Because I know that me turning up and speaking will have a big impact, but me, you know, doing my own newsletter or me doing, um, my own bookkeeping or whatever, that's not going to have a huge impact in my business, you know? So, um, and I would say next year is going to be very, even very similar. You know, I might refresh some of the branding of some of my stuff, but I probably won't create anything new next year. Again, I'll refine and, and look at what else I can do to make a big impact. And for me next year, that's going to be Facebook ads. It's going to be investing in Facebook ads. Yeah. It's interesting. You're talking about this, uh, the streamlining and not, not necessarily having to create these new offerings, um, but you know, tweaking the ones that you already have, streamlining what you already have there. And I have definitely noticed that. I I think that I what did I I went today and I was like, ooh, she changed that. That that got upgraded. I I see like um, upgrades on various pages um, yeah. on your site. So I was like, oh, okay, yeah. So I I definitely get that, and I. I struggle with that myself because even just, I was just speaking to someone about this, that I had this idea, you know, like, oh, I've got to do something new. And, and, um, I, not to mean mentioning Laura again, Laura's the first one who says, well, why do you need to create something new? Is that working? Okay. Well, if that's working, then do you really want the added work? that it's going to cost you, <laughs> the time that it's going to cost you away from your kid, away from your husband, whatever, um, to, to then create that one new thing. And then does that dilute even what you're doing? Is it even necessary? Absolutely. I've actually learned a lot from Laura Roder in, in the last year. I spent a lot more time with her as well. And she is just brilliant at just cutting through the crap. Yeah. You know, and she's just like, just don't do it. You know, she's all about simplifying. Mm-hmm. And I mean, she has a big team though. She has, I think, six full-time employees. Yeah. And for me, I have never wanted a big, big team. You know, I'm always like, if I can get a piece of software that will do a job of a person, I'll always prefer to do that. Yeah. And, um, you know, I've created my business in a way that I, it can run with very little, um, staff, I guess, you know, I've got one assistant, who works with me on a regular basis, but then everyone else comes in, you know, like for on a project basis, it's like, Oh, I need a new website. That person's coming in for a couple of weeks. I need something here. That person's coming in for a couple of weeks and going, and that's just my personality. I've, I never enjoyed managing people when I was mm. in a, in a corporation, but you know, on this whole simple simplifying thing, I think that does come in your business. Um, you know, maybe at the, at the start you do have to go through that experience of doing everything yourself just yeah. to do it, you know, but, and some people will get it quicker than others. I remember, um, James Wedmore who he does, um, video, video stuff. And he, he said something like, you can't get to six figures doing it all by yourself. And I remember thinking, 
well, watch me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'm the, I'm the same way. I'm the same way, Denise. I, but I, and what was really a difficult thing for me to realize was earlier this year, I had a few more people than I wanted to manage on the team. And all of a sudden I realized, I'm like, am I trying to make another LKR team that I was managing? Mm-hmm. And I realized that as the owner, I'm not interested in managing people. I don't want to, and it's very stressful. Um, so <clears throat> I'm running with very limited people helping me when I need them. I, I hire experts when I need them for a short period of time or for a specific project. Yeah, me too. And I, I like that. And some of that is personality driven as well. Some people need a few more people in their business because they like being around a lot of people. Mm-hmm. Others, you know, I'm totally an introvert. Being around, you know, even having virtual kind of team is like a bit too much for me. (laughs) (laughs) So therefore, you know, you kind of have to simplify stuff because otherwise you're going to do it all yourself and that's not fun either. Well, totally random question though. Okay. So in your personal life, are, do you, do you feel more comfortable with just out with like, you know, maybe one or two girlfriends or whatever, or do you usually have a big group of people because... I've never wanted that big group of people. In fact, I usually go off to the side and am chatting with one person. I have always been like that. Um, I've always been an introvert. So, um, oh, but I didn't know it for a long time. So I would go to parties and I would go sit in the bathroom for a little bit, you know, <laughs> or I would go find a book and go sit in someone's room and, and it took me a long time to kind of just be okay with the fact that I'm an introvert. I don't like going to noisy places. You know, I'd always prefer to sit and read yeah. <laughs> by myself. I know. It's actually yeah. been, I've had to get a little bit out of my shell, but also be accepting of that um, part of myself as well. Not all of us can have the woo factor that um, Marie Forleo does. And she she just feels like she can just work kind of like a room very easily and it feels very natural to her. Um, but even her, I think she probably has some introvert stuff in her as well. Um, yeah. And you know, you can just run your business in the way that works for your personality. So some people kind of go, well, Denise, you can't be an introvert because you know, you, you create these videos and you do all this stuff. And I go, yeah, but I do it in a way that really works for my personality and feels very safe to me. Mm -hmm. And actually, Doing videos, for me, I'm like, well, I'd prefer to do that, that, you know, then thousands of people can watch it than me sit and have those conversations with, you know, with thousands of people or be in a room with thousands (laughs) of people. And I can batch those. I can sit and do five in a row and then I never have to think about them. And I honestly, I never watch my videos once, once they're done because we've got a process in place. My assistant takes them. She gets them edited. She gets them transcribed. She puts them on the blog. And sometimes, you know, and then she chooses the order that they go in, which is so hands off. But I'm like... You know, there's there's 20 in the queue. You just she just chooses the order, and so yeah. each week I have to write a, an intro for my newsletter. Um, but I do it, and it, it's it's gone. And then someone will go, "Oh, your your video this week was oh just so relevant to what's going on." And I think I filmed that months ago. I wouldn't have a clue what you're talking about. <laughs> so, but that's just my personality. I'm very much like, okay, I'm going to create, and then I'm not going to think about it, and I'll move on to the next thing. And I know what my job is. My job is just to turn up. And, and speak to people, you know, it's not to get involved in customer service stuff or it's not to get involved in, in kind of a lot of the minutiae in my business. It's, it's only about connecting with people. So I actually pre-schedule a lot of my social media, but it's always me answering, you know, if someone has questions or comments, I go and comment on every one of those 
things because that's my job is just to connect with people. Everything else can be done by someone else. Yeah, I love that. Um, so I'm gonna I'm gonna ask you because I always like to ask about the the kind of behind the scenes the, of the first time that you launch something, um, yes. and maybe maybe you can share some of that. I know that there are there are maybe. I'm thinking there are two posts on the site and I'll have to dig up what those links are, but like kind of like lessons learned after the first year, second year, kind of th- those posts. Yeah. Yep. Um, so I'll have to, I, I, I have, maybe I even have them linked already. Um, but I'd love to know, like, what was that, what was that like? Cause you know, we're talking about, you just have to show up. You just have to do the work. You kind of have to let go of like, you know, that you really are really letting go of the outcome where you're, you're putting in your work and then she chooses what happens, you know, and and, in many ways that, that ability to let go is really what happens when you're launching something. Oh, absolutely. And I think you can let go when you have strong expectations, strong boundaries in place and you've got uh, systems in place, right? Because I know that there's so many quality checks in place that I don't have to worry about you know, what right. video comes next because it doesn't, it doesn't matter, you know, in a lot of ways because it's all just a cog in the wheel. That's right. You know, That's in right. a lot of ways, but I very much remember my, my first launch. So I started out being a very generic life coach. Um, I called my business the inspired life and, you know, I kind of coach people on anything. And a lot of us start out that way. We, our business is very broad, very general and, mm-hmm. and that's great. But at some point, you know, you get, you get better at, a particular part of it, some things fall away and that's fine. So, um, I started talking about more about manifesting and I kind of had this system of manifesting, which I still talk about today. And so I called it the inspired life formula and I decided to run a course on the inspired life formula and I did everything myself. You know, I, I did the graphics and they're terrible, terrible graphics. And I'm happy to send it to you if you want to put it on the notes. I would love, page. I would love to, I'd love to, I love that kind of stuff. It's terrible. Um, so I did all of that myself. I did obviously did the sales page. I did all that kind of stuff. And everything the first time takes forever. You know, it's so, you know, you're doing the sales page. And I'm I'm really embarrassed to say this, but it's totally 100% true. I looked at Marie Folio's sales page for something and I copied and pasted it and I went through every line and I changed it to, you know, I, I've completely copied her structure. I completely copied everything about it except putting my own words in into it. And it's so embarrassing to say that because it's I mean that's <laughs> well know, I think theft. I think that's a very a very common thing to do, but what I think is important you said is you copied the structure because you just didn't have that maybe you just didn't have like the okay, what am I supposed to actually say on here? You had what yeah. you you had like what to fill in there and the structure there and um so I think I think that looking at the structure wise, I think that is okay. However, probably at the time you felt like, oh, and now you're like, oh, did I do that? <laughs> oh, I did, and I see people do it to me now. Oh. You know, I see people copy my stuff, and I, I just I don't even get angry about it because I just go, oh, I've been there, and they'll realize that it's really lame to do, and that's fine. Um, and I remember staying up. I hadn't done all of the content, and you know, I. I did the sales page and I, you know, made the sales page live and I told my small list about it. And I think I'd created the structure for the program, but I, you know, I had week one and that was it. You know, I had week one sorted, 
and I think it was um, maybe a weekly call and they got, you know, a, a PDF and some assignments and all that kind of stuff. And I, I just did it week by week. And because I was so blocked around it and so scared and everything was so new, you know, the, the new stuff had to come out on the Monday. I was still working on it Monday morning to send out, you know, and it was, it looked so janky and it looked so horrible, but that was my starting point. And I had, um, I think I had six people sign up for it and I had one person request a refund within the six weeks. And, you know, I had no processes in place for that kind of stuff. Every, again, everything's new. The first refund person, you're like, Oh, oh no. crap. What do I do? Like, what do I tell them? What do I say? <laughs> I, I feel so bad about it. You know, and so that's all stuff that's a rite of, rite of passage. But I was stoked to earn the money. And, you know, when we're talking about money blocks, a recurring money block for me is that um, making money has to be hard. You know, and it, I felt guilty about making money from doing a group course because I was used to having those one-to-one sessions. And suddenly I was like, wow, this is, oh, wow, am I allowed to make money doing it in a group setting? And then, of course, the next time I ran it, I didn't have to create everything from scratch. And so I felt even more guilty because I was like, well, I don't have to pull an all-nighter to create this PDF anymore. Like, what is my job here? Not knowing that the value isn't in the PDF. The value is in the result that you're giving people. You know, it's yeah. the it's what you're creating, the transformation you're creating in that person. But we get caught up in the, you know, well, they get the MP3 and they get this and then they get that. And, oh, my God, am I giving them enough time? And and um, and they loved it, you know, and I still – some of those people who did that course are still with me. Oh, um, I love that. Some of my courses now. So so how were you, how were you feeling at that point on you – know, how did that affect – how did that feeling um, of what's my job here? How did that translate into any pricing increases you did over the time that you did – yeah. Of course. You know, did that change it? Did because I know I started really low with my with Fearless Launching. The first time out, I offered it for ninety seven bucks because I was like, I don't know if anybody's gonna come. Bye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and not only do you charge a low amount, you try and give them everything you've ever <sighs> learned in your entire life and try and jam it in their skull <laughs> in fifteen minutes. This ninety seven was worth it. <laughs> Have my firstborn child as well. Exactly. Have I given you enough? How about I drive to your house and we'll open it together and we'll look at the PDF <laughs> together? Uh, and that's, I think that's a rite of passage as well, where you, you just have to become very clear in the value that you offer, but also not to, you have to realize that over-delivering actually doesn't serve people. It can overwhelm them. They can feel like they're um, not doing enough. You know, they can, they can actually bring up a lot of stuff for your participants. If you give them too many things, they'll feel behind, you know, and you, we see this in, in Marie Fuller's B-School. It's a very, very dense program. There's a lot of stuff to do. And sometimes people freak out in the first couple of weeks because they feel like they're a total loser for not doing everything. Mm-hmm. And um, so I've actually, in a lot of my courses now, I've stripped things back a little bit and just gone, okay, you know, well, here's the one thing you can do this week. You know, and if you still want to over-deliver, put it in the bonuses, you know, strip things out and put it in the bonuses mm-hmm. so they feel like then there's space. It's like, oh, well, I that's just a bonus. I can do that when I've got the time, yeah. you know, but I only have to do one thing this week. And when you get clear on that, you know, that, that whole f- um, thing of I serve, I deserve, you know, which is one of my favorite mantras around money and worth, you realize that what you are telling people, giving people, whatever is enough. It's like, I am enough here. 
Yeah. I have enough. This is enough. This is enough. Exactly. You know, the, the one thing I did, the idea of one thing I think is actually a good, um, a good thing to go by when you are creating something for other people. Let's say it's an online course or whatever. If you're taking them through a multiple week experience of any kind, I think it's good so that they know, okay, at the end of this week, this is what you should have, you should try to accomplish. Give Mm -hmm. them that one thing. And, and that may actually help you pare down what the actual content should be and Mm -hmm. strip away some of that stuff that's not necessary because I mean, you're, you're speaking things and I'm like sitting here nodding because that's what I would do every time around. I felt like this need to add more in. I got to make sure people think they're getting value here. Oh, and, and now this, this last time around, I did exactly what you said. I, I took one very specific piece out of the main content and made it a bonus because I am, I, I am, uh, you know, you work, you have to work to also differentiate yourself from other people. So if you have one piece, that's kind of weak and it's not your kind of, it's not your standout point, but it still is valuable. You don't have to have it in the main core content. So that's what I did anyways. (laughs) Yeah. And that's hard for, uh, for women because we want people we want to give. We want to give so much. And, you know, that can come up even not in a launching kind of thing, but even in, you know, if you're coaching someone. I remember, in a, you know, it'd, it'd be an hour session and the hour would go for three hours. You know, one, mm-hmm. because I didn't have any other clients, you know, so I was... <laughs> you were just like, whatever, I'll, I'll keep talking, no problem. Yeah, and and clients would get so overwhelmed. You know, they'd come away thinking, I've got to do like 10 things that this chick has told me to do. And, you know, forget getting repeat customers from that because they're like, well, let me go away and implement all the 50 billion things that you told me to do um, and then we'll have the next session. And really sometimes it's in people's way best interest to just drip feed a little bit, let them feel a bit of success in taking action, not in just receiving information. You know, that drinking from a fire hose thing. It's like, it doesn't serve anyone. No, it does not. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay. So let me, let me ask you about something um, that I, there's this feature on your site that I really love and it's best month ever. I love it for a few different reasons. Not just because I think, I think people secretly, not secretly, but they just love reading other people's very specific stories and seeing, you know, seeing seeing success and what that means to different people. Um, Mm. So I I love that, first of all. Um, But also I love it because you're featuring your students. Yeah. Generally. Um, I don't, I think most of them that I've read have been boot camp um, students. And I love that. And I'm wondering is, did you do that kind of on purpose? Were you just, um, were you just astounded by the stories that were coming out of the boot camp that you run? And like, how did that, how did that even start? Yeah, that's such a great question. So, um, yeah, best month ever. It just started with, I think, one or two people saying they had their best month ever. And I just thought, well, that's kind of cool. You know, would you be up for telling people about this? And I've been astounded. You know, we just give them a couple of questions to fill in. We don't say you have to tell us everything. You don't have to tell us to the penny what you've made. But I think people have seen other people do it now and in you know, the interests of transparency, they're happy to do it as well. And I am astounded by the transparency of people and the generosity of them sharing. Um, I think we ask them, you know, what was, what made it your best month ever? You know, um, what did you do differently? What, 
what mindset things did you blocks did you come up against? Because it's okay to hear the success stories and you see people go, Oh, I made, you know, sixty thousand in my first launch and it seems like it all just went so smoothly. And I'm more interested in, okay, what mindset shifts did you have to overcome to do this? You know, do, was there a point where you, you just wanted to give up? Because I think in launching, there is a point where you just go, nobody is going to buy this. Um, you know, when is the first sale going to come? And you chicken out, you know, and towards the end mm. of the launch, maybe in the last 24 hours, and you think, oh, no one's, you know, it hasn't gone really well. And we know the last 24 hours is the most crucial and it is where you have to have that courage to send those last, you know, reminder emails, emails or whatever, right? And not because slink away into, not slink away into the darkness. <laughs> like, I won't Absolutely. say So that's why I asked that question. And I, it's really interesting you picked up that they're, they're boot campers as well, because at the beginning they weren't, I just kind of let anybody um, do that. And then I thought again, it was like that I serve, I deserve thing. I thought, well, you know, people do get exposure from, from doing this. And so, you know, I do want to share stories and information, but then I thought I want to reward my community. I want to reward my boot campers who are in, you know, in my world. And also let's face it. It's also nice to have that little section, which is, you know, how did Denise, how did Denise help me? Yes. So there's, you know, I, I, I like being acknowledged for the fact that I did help people, um, in maybe achieving their best month ever in some little way. Yeah. Um, so we added that extra question of, you know, how did Denise help you? And we pretty much just promote it within the boot camp now. Occasionally we do get other people. So that, that's an interesting progression that, that's come from that series. And, yeah, um, yeah I think yeah. It's, been, it's, it's been good and people love the transparency and then it's not always just my voice on the site as well. But I have to say, again, it's all been experiment, experimenting because we used to do um, guest posts for a, for a couple of months. Mm-hmm. And, you know, I really kept an eye on the numbers and it actually, it didn't increase my website numbers pretty much at all. Like it made no discernible difference. And it actually took a lot of time for my assistant to, you know, go back and forth and do the editing and all that kind of stuff. And I really looked at it from a, I guess, a cost benefit kind of way. And I just went, this is actually, it's, it's not worth it. People are more interested in hearing my voice than other people's voices. And I started feeling bad because people would, you know, putting in guest posts that weren't, weren't great. So we had to reject them. Yeah. You know, it just, it brought up a lot of stuff that actually wasn't worth it. So we kind of killed the guest posts and then, you know, we just do the best month ever ones kind of every now and again. Yeah. I, I love them. And you know, there, so there are two things you said in there, like this, this, kind of was an experiment, which I think that's what most of this is. You just see what works and what doesn't. Um, I did the same thing with the guest posts and there were a few that did well, but overall I didn't really see any, you know, it, it definitely alleviated some of the work that I had to do, but I was still doing the batched work kind of like you do. So it wasn't really affecting my work a lot. And, and then what I would notice is when I would do my own posts, they would do way better. Um, so, you know, I definitely, I definitely understand that. Um, so I wanted to ask you then, okay, so you then have, have these, I, I mean, I'm, I'm all looking at trying to like, look at the behind the scenes of, of maybe how you promote and keep your boot camp going because it's available pretty much all the time. Is that correct? Or do you do like, yeah. so I, I love that because I, I definitely get that question a lot from people in the community and just in general, people who are trying to launch things or relaunch things. And so 
So you're doing two things already that are exactly what I would tell people, and that is you're doing these interviews. It's not like you're doing them for a specific thing because you're not necessarily sure when they're going to come out. Um, Yeah. So you're you're doing guest post or guest appearance type things. And then these these best month ever, it's your way of putting social proof out almost on a regular ish basis. Yeah. So those are kind of those I think those are huge things that probably really will have an impact, especially with the the podcast uh, interviews as well. Um but Yeah, the whole evergreen um you know, or time to launch this thing is really interesting. And I've, I've thought about it so many times because mm-hmm. some of my colleagues and mastermind buddies, they just do the timed launches. And I just know for myself, like when I want to do a program, I want to do it now, you know, like I want that instant gratification yes. <laughs> right now. But the other thing um, is that when I started doing my money bootcamp, it was live. So I did it four times live in a year. And again, that's that whole introvert side of me. It's like, you know, showing up and having those um, calls was really fun because I loved connecting with the, with my clients. But then I was like, I'm answering the same questions over and over again. Like this is not an efficient use of, of my time and expertise necessarily. And people can just get that information. You know, of course they love getting getting to interact life, but not everyone turns up to the calls anyway. Yeah. And, you know, it, it just just didn't work with my lifestyle. And then you know, about a year ago, I was like, well, okay, I'm going to have a baby soon. So, um, why not start to plan this and make this an evergreen program? So I dropped the price a little bit and just completely made it open. And at the start, you know, there were people who still contacted me to say, when's the next one happening? And I think, um, people don't do that so much anymore because, you know, I haven't done it live for a year and a half. So they're just used to it being an evergreen program now. And I still do, um, different launches and I'll, I'll do this throughout next year as well. I think I'm going to re-record the videos next year in 2015. So that gives me a chance to, you know, do a big relaunch. Yep. Um, I recorded the current videos in, in September 2012. So I think every three years is probably a good time to refresh, um, you know, the branding and the videos. So that's going to give me an opportunity to, to launch it. And also I did something recently where I did a bundle um, promo of all my lower cost products. I bundled them all together for $97. And I did a very, very simple launch for it. I did a very simple sales page. Um, and then on the thank you page, I just said, hey, you've just spent $97. Um, I give all this stuff away to my boot campers for free, just as like, you know, unadvertised bonuses. If you want to upgrade to the boot camp in the next 24 hours, if you do it, I'll, you know, I'll take that $97 off the boot camp price. So they're not des- they're not necessarily getting a discount on the boot camp, but it's like, well, you've already spent 97 you only have to spend a little bit more and you can join the boot camp as well and get all this extra stuff. Exactly. And I almost didn't do that because, you know, I just had a baby. It was literally like, well, I was a couple of weeks old and it was a hassle doing the extra sales pages and doing all Mm -hmm. the extra thing. And so I did it very simple, very quick and dirty. And I had 2% conversion for the bundle, which was $97, but I had 20% conversion to the upgrade. Oh, that is awesome. That I'm is just really so good. glad I did it. That is great. That's great. Um, you know what? So then I have there's there's one thing there's that came up in Fearless Launching this week, and I thought of you, and I knew I was going to be talking to you. So I know that I I, I don't want to keep you long because I know you have you have something else right after right after me. But there was a woman, and she was she had just finished a long uh, week long challenge that she had for her community, and her plan had always been to make an offer at the end. 
and something was stopping her. And she's like, maybe I don't want to make, maybe I don't want to make the offer. Maybe I won't make it. And we were all like, what? You joking (laughs) me, girlfriend? We just kind of, um, and she actually did where I'm like, if you feel like you need to back into it, maybe offer it to a few individuals first, but you need to offer it to your list. That's why you brought them there. That's why you brought them into the challenge. So I'm just curious what you think, what you, what you think about that when people say, well, maybe I won't make that offer. Oh, I've done it. I've done it. In my early days, same, same thing, you know, and I would, I would have, um, discovery sessions for my coaching. I'd say you can have, I think at the time it was like, you can have a a free session with me basically. And in that time, not only did I try and solve all of their problems and give them so much stuff in that free session, I would never make an offer at the end. I would never say, Hey, you know, Come and work with me. And then they would just go away going, wow, I just drank from the fire hose and I don't need this chick. I don't need anybody. I've got everything now. Um, and so I, what I had to do is I had to write down what I was going to say, whether I was on a webinar or one-to-one with a client or whatever, and I would read it out. And people don't know you're reading it, you know, and you just have to do that so you don't chicken out and you don't have to just stumble. Even when I used to do interviews, people would go, so what have you got, you know, what's going on for you? Or what have you got to promote? And I'd be like, "Ah, ah, ah, let me just go and vomit in the corner and I'll come right back. And so I just would write it out and just say, Hey, here's what I've got on at the moment. And, and here's how I reframed it. I started saying, if you want to take the next step, here's what I've got. Because some people are totally happy with what you've already given them, whether it's a freebie or, you know, a free launch thing or a free webinar or whatever. Some people will take that and they're done. Some people, they're waiting for dessert and they're waiting for you to offer them dessert. And all they need to hear is, hey, if you're interested in the next step, this is what it is. They just want to know what the next step is. And again, some of them will take it and some of them won't, but you have to offer them. And then that way you don't feel like it's, you know, you're doing this evil thing. You're literally just saying to people, this is the next step. Yeah. And be really unattached. Some people will go for it and some people won't. So I'm totally happy to say, you know, if people read my book or whatever and they go, well, I want to work with you. And I go, great. You know, here's the next step. You join my boot camp. Yeah. And at the moment there is no next step for my boot camp because of, you know, my lifestyle. I've got a baby, <laughs> but in the future there will be maybe. Yeah. And I can say to the boot campers, Hey, if you want to work with me further, this is the next step. So just reframe it and write it down and read it out. And it's okay to chicken out because we've all done it. Um, but you just offering people dessert. Awesome. I love that. I love it. So, okay. So we're going to put all your links. I have a bunch of links that I had already pulled out for you. Um, Luckybitch.com. And uh, is it okay if I send people to that freebies page as well to sign up for those? Absolutely. And, um, you know, I would say people don't gorge on everything at once. Look at and go, like okay, do I want to listen to the, yeah. <laughs> do I want to listen to the blocks first or do I need some pricing info or, you know, do I want a free chapter of Denise's book? And, um, you know, just, just get what you need now and just get in my world and watch my, uh, weekly videos. I, I do a lot of stuff on, I alternate between a mindset thing and a money, um, money video. And, you know, just embrace being a lucky bitch. It's it's a great community to be part of. It's really fun. But, yeah, that is definitely the next step for people from listening to this. Go to my freebies page and, and see what resonates for you and what you need right now. That's the dessert from today. But... Yeah. Can, I, can I talk about next week's next week's dinner? It's not next week. It's uh, in London. What is this Lucky Bitch Live? Oh yes, it's um, <laughs> I I bring this is this is gonna be really fun, right? It's it's gonna be an evening of 
looking at your money stuff and getting a bit excited. That's only going to be a very quick one. And then I'm doing a full day oh. of money blocks and excitement. And then I've, I'm taking just a few people out for a very fancy dinner in London. We're getting in a limo. Oh. And, yeah, it's going to be great. So that's uh, that's in February 2015 in London. And I will definitely bring it to the States. I just have to figure out between which babies I'm going to do it because I can batch my babies. Oh, Over my goodness. <laughs> I do think that that's a good idea because once you're out of the woods with diapers, then you don't ever want to go back. So I think it's good to do it while they're both in diapers kind of. Exactly. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just going to be babies bang, bang, bang for the next couple of years as I refine. But I'm definitely going, going on tour in the future. So, you know, if, if you're in my list, you'll find out where I'm going to be. Definitely going to do one in the States soon and, and, and also in Australia. Awesome. Well, De- well, Denise, thank you so much. Like I said, I mean, I feel like we have spoken before, but this is our first time speaking, which is so I mean, cool. And we have to do it again. We can definitely, we can nut in on something very specific, maybe like a pricing yes. or another money block that we can look at. And I'd love to connect with your community more for sure. Love. So thank you for having me. Love to. Thanks, Denise. Have a great day. Wow, I just feel so energized after talking about money, and I'm not afraid to admit it, and I'm not ashamed to admit it. So I hope that you take a moment, check out the resources I've listed below for you, and check out Denise Duffield-Thomas. You can find her over at luckybitch.com, and she's got resources up the wazoo. I highly recommend looking at the featured articles that are how I, you know, had my button best month ever. I love those. I am a huge fan of behind the scenes look at what people are doing to actually generate money. Because if you're in business, if you truly are in business, as I've said before, and as many people say, you got to be trying to make money and it's okay. So, so head on over there, get your money blocks in order. And I'd also love for you to take a moment now. And leave a comment below about your biggest takeaway from today's episode. I'm hoping we can get Denise back on here in the future. So if you've got some big money blocks that you're still not sure how to get past, leave those in the comments as well. Let's start this conversation now together and let's get through it together. All right. Have a wonderful week. Again, thank you for listening to the Fearless Launching Show. I really appreciate your continued support. And I'd love it if you'd head over to ansamoylove.com forward slash FLS to subscribe on iTunes and give me a little review and rating. That always helps more people find the show. And I... I'm all about helping more people. So help me help more people. Um, if you have any other questions, feel free to reach out to me at support at ansamoylove.com. And as usual, I will see you next week with another episode. Have a great one. <laughs>